At Vanderbilt Health, we know it's one thing to know the pulse of our patients. It's another to know the pulse of an entire community. For years, Vanderbilt Health has been a part of Rutherford County, caring for children and adults with treatments, technologies, and services that only we can offer. It's care that's provided by over 1,500 of our employees who call Rutherford County home. We're making healthcare personal. That's funny. That's that's the funny part. It's like people you yeah. went to school with that you know, like, oh yeah. man, I remember when you I remember, man, I remember that one homecoming and you was man. I remember that one I when you first got on campus, my you know, we did a penny raid, but I dang don't judge me in twenty twenty one terms, you know, you gotta judge me then. Welcome to the TMF Podcast, where we have too many feelings. I'm your host, T. Staples, and I'm joined by... It's your main man, Freddie B. I'm up in the building. And... What it do, what it do, it's your girl, Lana Boo. Boo, y'all! That's right. Listen, we bring you all these feelings from the comforts of our home. That's right, 100% remote. So if you feel our show, show us how you feel by subscribing so you can get notified when the new episodes drop. If you like what you're hearing, send us a message. Our handles are in the description below. We'd love to hear how you feel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs. Hey, 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 I'm so glad. Woo, that I went to TSU. TSU in the TSU building. TSU in the building. So glad. The real TSU. The real TSU. The Tennessee State University. That's right. That's right. I'm so glad. And listen, I hope you. I hope you're glad that if you did go to HBCU, you know, uh, put actually put in our comments right now. Put in our descriptions. Put 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 the HBCU that you went to. If you if you went to HBCU, represent right now in the comments below. We want to see all the love of HBCUs. Now, some people say HBCs because I guess they didn't have a U. And, and 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 some people just say say HB because I guess they they didn't know if they was a C or a U, <clears throat> but at the end of the day we're talking about all of y'all HBCUs historically black colleges and universities. Yeah, do it like how the presidents be doing it. They be doing all the extra emphasis and stuff. Oh snap! You know how them speeches be going at HBCUs. And welcome to the Tennessee State University. You know they you know how they do it. And so, anyway, at the football games, yeah, football, they be going ham, yeah, yeah, we going ham. I'm like, what in the world? You was putting a lot of neck in back that. and relax because the sounds of the sonic boom are about to attack. Wait a minute, wrong school, Freddie B. Wrong school. You, you, that's so, yeah. Who, who, who the sonic boom? I forgot. That's Jackson State, brother. Come on, man. Yeah, Jackson State. Oh, okay. Tennessee State represent, baby. Aristocrat of bands. AOB. Aristocrats. Man, right, remember right. that. But you know, but you know, I got I got kind of an affinity towards Jackson State now because they got Dion, uh, you know, primetime as the head football coach. And, and my, my favorite football player is Deion Sanders. My favorite player just period, primetime, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I love Deion Sanders. He played for the Falcons and the Braves. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love primetime. Love well, that man. Well, before we get too deep into the episode. We're not going to have a traditional internet never lost this time because as you guys all know, there's a new vice president and a new president in office. 
And there were some inaugural events that happened around their inauguration, around them mm. officially taking the oath of office. You probably, you probably would never say an inauguration and inaugurals that many times in the Senate ever again in your life. Ever. Probably not. Probably not. And <laughs> that hard. Kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard. And one of the things that uh, took place during this celebration was a we are one. Now, there was a lot of events. You know, they had an event for... Uh, Asian Americans and they had they had events for you know um, uh, uh, different politicians and then they had an event an, an inaugural event for uh, they did not specifically say HBCUs or black folks but they call it the we are one event and it was an event that was spearheaded by the chair of all of the inauguration events uh, Dr. Allen it was done in my opinion the best they could do because we are in some times where how can i say this COVID 19 messed it up for us y'all i mean it wasn't no traditional parade it wasn't it wasn't traditional nothing but one of the speakers that introduced kamala harris vice president kamala harris was dr glinda glover she is the president of the tennessee state university in nashville tennessee and I just want to play for y'all her uh, her words. What does she have to say? Everybody, take a seat and listen to her words. I am Glenda Glover, International President and Chief Executive Officer of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. We are proud and honored to celebrate the Biden-Harris team. We lift up Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. This historic victory of power, collaboration, and once again, black women, black men. We reach far and wide as we advance the GOTV movement. We ask our spouses, our significant others, our best friends, our roommates, our classmates, our family members, our neighbors, our church members, our work associates, all in our inner circle, all in our outer circle, and we crossed that finish line. Black women, we didn't give up, we didn't give out, we didn't give in. We stayed in the pride and power of black women. We did it, and we crossed that finish line. You get little credit for starting the race, but you get the credit when you cross that finish line. On November 3rd, we crossed that finish line. So yes, we celebrate black women. We celebrate HBCUs. We celebrate the divine nine. Yes, we celebrate Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes, we celebrate the collective courageous power of the black vote. The phone calls, the poll watchers, the lawyers who engaged in voter protection, the prayers, the fasting, the faith. So thank you, dedicated, consecrated black women. One thing we knew, one thing we held on to, that trouble doesn't last always. We know that joy comes in the morning. And in the morning, on January 20th, joy will come. Thank you, black women. God bless black women. God bless Alpha Kappa Alpha. God bless our worldwide sister, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. God bless you. Okay, so for the people at home, let me ask the people at home a question. 
Is there anything there? If you went to an HBCU, is there anything there that seemed off or missing? Listen, just tell us in our description. We would love to, to hear how you feel. And now to my co-host, Alana Boo, and also Freddie B. What did y'all think about Dr. Glinda Glover's speech? Now, this speech played, she did this and introduced Kamala Harris before Kamala Harris spoke to all the watchers of the We Are One inaugural celebration. That was the intro? That was the intro. They brought her up to do it. Now, I want to give you just a little taste of how the night was started before she, before we got to her, we had Terrence J who hosted, which I don't know if y'all remember Terrence J from 106 and Park. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause Terrence J was hosted and he set the tone of the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he set the tone of the night and she kind of finished it off because she was the last person you heard before we went to hear our vice president. And here is what he did to set the tone off, to start it off. The cur- the past government wasn't able to figure out the pandemic. Unfortunately, we're here doing this virtually, but tonight we're going to let our hair down and we're going to have fun regardless and celebrate this historic landmark uh, inauguration. I've never been more excited. My vice president is a black woman that went to Howard I'm jumping through the roof right now, and I hope you are too. So tonight we're going to celebrate and have fun. That's how he started the night off. He started the night off letting you know what it was, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and, and what happened was, as as the night went on, you would see this kind of carried on from speaker to speaker. You know, you would hear uh, 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 people like, like Representative Warnock. Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. I'm Raphael Warnock, Senator-elect from the state of Georgia pastor of Ebenezer Church in Atlanta. It's it's wonderful to see everybody tonight. Uh, It's my task uh, to introduce uh, Dr. Tony Allen, uh, who is the uh, chief executive officer for the uh, inauguration. Uh, He is uh, the president of Delaware, Delaware State University, one of our great historically black colleges and universities. And when you just consider what has happened just this year, uh, we know that HBCUs for so long, uh, underfunded, uh, have been punching way above their weight and have contributed great gifts to the American people. And so we have a Howard University graduate vice president named Kamala Harris. We have a mayor in Atlanta, FAMU, named Keisha we have a visionary and amazing leader uh, in Stacey Abrams Spelman College. And you have uh, the first black senator from the state of Georgia, proud graduate with my brother, brother Cedric Richmond uh, of Morehouse College. Do you do you hear what's happening? Do, do, Freddie B. Alana, do y'all hear what's, what's going on? This is the tone of the night mm-hmm. that's being set, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Based on what you've heard so far, I'm just kind of curious. Was there anything missing from Dr. Glover's, uh, her, her, her intro, her, her, her address? I played you her whole address. I didn't play everybody's whole address. I just played the, the, these intro snippets of these people. You know, anything missing? Um, she, you know, she, cause she the president of Tennessee State. She ain't say that. She ain't, she ain't throw the name out there. She yeah, yeah. She, 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 she sure did. Tennessee State. did she, she, look, she, look. Said, she said she the CEO of AKA, you know. 
Yeah, she should. Matter of fact, let me let, let, let me just remind people, just in case they didn't hear it. I am Glenda Glover, international president and chief executive officer of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. That was it. That was it. She that's all. That's all you chief are. Chief executive officer. So, is it Alpha, Alpha Kappa, Kappa Alpha? Alpha. So, so, for, so this is not necessarily a, a full uh, a show about, we're not going to sit here and, and bash, but I want to start off and get, I just like to get rid of uh, uh, old news, old dirt business out of the way. You know what I mean? This is, this is like, you know, give me the bad news first, but I want, I want to just sit there and talk about this. How do you feel? Both of you are graduates of Tennessee State University, the Tennessee State University. You are tigers. You are royal blue, black and white wearing uh, 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 alumnus of a great university and you have your president who was given the opportunity to speak on a national platform right in front of millions of people before the vice president speaks this is this is we're propping her up and she forgets to say and president of Tennessee State University why is this an issue? Um, I mean, I, I'll say, I mean, it's an issue because, especially in HBCU land, because she doesn't mention the HBCU she affiliated with. She she talks about, you know, the, the Greek organization. And so, and and then, like, you, you, when you go to HBCU, um, or when you're in college, period, and people pledge fraternities and sororities, we all, we all know those people who, who are, uh, you know the because the thing is you're supposed to make the the organization the organization ain't supposed to make you mm, and we all know those people where the good. organization makes them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they their identity comes from being a kappa a q oh, yeah. a, aka a delta a sigma an iota a zeta a sigma gamma rho like their their identity comes from being a part of that and they live it up and they still like they leave undergrad and they still repping like they still posting all the pictures and wearing all the Perry and wearing double Perry and all, you know, just overboard with it. And it's like, you can tell like the organization make you like you exist and you have your being because you are the, this of the AKAs. And so that's, that's what it sounded like with her. She sounded like one of the people that in school was lame as hell, didn't do nothing, but then pledged AKA and it became And I think something. she's a, I think she's a graduate of Tennessee state. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Did she graduate from TSU as well? Like she, she's not just a, a president that, that came from another university and got some big degree. Like, I think she's actually homebred. Like I think that's the that's oh even Lord. more frustrating. Say you know. That ain't so yeah, look, look, we looking it up right now. Look, look, I bet your buddy right. Leo there. Like, let me let me look this up. He, he don't know he talking about. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she she went to she went to Tennessee State, Clark, and George Washington, and Georgetown. She ain't say none of them. Nope. She ain't say none of them. And I and I what I don't understand is the way the night was going. And and Alana, maybe you could share some light because if I'm not correct, you were in the honors program, right? So you correct. You I have was another. Honors. You was Miss Honors. Oh, see, we got Miss Honors on the line. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh got, my god. Huh? <laughs> right. We got Miss Honors on. The, like I want because that to me being even in the honors program, and if you know anything about the honors program at Tennessee State University, it's a whole nother little microcosm family in and of itself. Yep. You know, like a a, a, a lifted family because y'all all stay in Hell Hall, and mm-hmm. you know it's like it's almost like y'all kept in this nice little cushion or bubble or whatever. Yeah, can, can you talk a little bit about about hearing her address to the nation and w- what you felt? Um, 
when I kind of said that was the introduction, you know, like that, that <laughs> that's when I was, you know, I was like that, that's you, you were given this national platform mm-hmm. and that's the best you got, you know, yeah. like that, that was my opinion of the speech. Um, initially I thought I missed her saying Tennessee State University because you know in my head you know how you autocorrect stuff yeah in my head I autocorrected and inserted Tennessee State University Mm -hmm. Uh, so when you replayed that first part I was like oh shit she really she really did not say you know that she's the president of the Tennessee State University okay um you know felt a little little shady right there I don't know um you know that that kind of don't sit right but um Another thing that kind of stuck out about her intro was, um, although I get, you know, how monumental this is for the black community. Yes, it is. Um, but please don't leave out this, the, the other half of this woman's heritage. You know, yeah. um, she yeah. totally just negated the whole Asian American part of, you know, of her heritage. And that's that's important to that culture as well. Right. You know, that's 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 her whole mom's. That's her mom's culture. That's half of who she is. So don't uh, you mm-hmm. know, don't cancel that out. Just, you know, because black as black folk, we tend to if you got like a, a, a drop of black blood in you, we just go ahead and adopt you and you just just totally black. Um, and I, I wonder if that was intentional, too, because I watched the whole the whole uh, inauguration uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, event. And I'm talking about from the root to the tutors. I, I was I was up to 10 the next day after they didn't you know, said they over in the whole nine day. I watched every single event all the way to 10 PM. Mm-hmm. And I did notice at this event, even when Kamala spoke, she didn't mention Asian American. She said as a black American and as a black woman, she said that very like sternly and strictly and specifically. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting that she herself didn't even mention. Yeah. Her, yeah that she didn't in include this, it in this event, but in other events she did include it. Yes. And so I kind of wonder if that is, a part maybe they're of, being told, you know. Yes, what I'm saying? that's what I was going to get at. Like, yeah, and I, and I was, I was wondering if maybe there was some prompting to even Glenda's speech because one of the things I noticed is that she only had that one little drop about we celebrate HBCUs, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Whereas most other the ones I, other clips I paid, you notice they didn't just say HBCUs; they said the school. They didn't yeah, say Kamala Harris that went to HBCUs. They said Howard University. Mm-hmm. They said they didn't say Stacey Abrams of uh, 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 Atlanta. They said Stacey Abrams Spelman University. Spelman. Yeah, they, you know Keisha Lance Bottoms, Fam U. Like they, they're. Uh, but oh, uh, but with that, he just said Ke- like, and I thought he was gonna say her whole name. He was like, we got a mayor named Keisha. Keisha. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I like that. But okay. Well, no, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it either. But I, but what I'm saying is that even the association associating Mayor of Atlanta with FAMU, you see, what I'm saying like that brings light to that school. That it, even though it's a very little thing, when you're on a platform, a national platform, every word matters. And I, and I see why mm-hmm. you said what you said, Freddie, because like you said, the, the the negation of the last name can can also hurt as well. But at the same time, he still associated her with what. Fam, you and we ne- and, and to have such a highlight in a spotlight that we had where we're in position. And let me just give the people because people we're telling you something. If you didn't go to HBC, you might not know. So let me I'm going to play a few more clips just so I just want the people at home to really understand like how we do it at HBCUs. So after Terrence J um, uh, has got the tone off and then Warnock came right and he introduced uh, Dr. Allen. And he's talked about the different HBCUs, Lakeisha, Lance Bottoms, and um, 
uh, uh, Stacey uh, Abrams, Abrams mm-hmm. uh, what and then himself, who he also, you know, he spoke about his school, Morehouse, right? Mm-hmm. And after he did that, then he passes to Dr. Allen. Watch what Dr. Allen does. I'm just going to, this is how, this is a normal black HBCU experience thing when, when you see uh, uh, us of the dignified few, I guess, uh, of, of the HBCU few, what we do. This is how we do it. Amen. Thank you, Senator-elect Warnock. We are quite, quite proud of you. And you said a lot of things, uh, but you didn't say you were a good alpha man. So I'm going to say that for you. <laughs> Jesus is also said I'm alpha also. <laughs> now, yeah, well, I know y'all heard people my do that friends, before. Terrence Jay, my friends, everyone here today. My name is Tony Allen, Chief Executive Officer of the Presidential Inaugural Committee, the President of Delaware State University, and a good mm. Kappa man. Mm. Welcome to We Are One. You see how he did that? Right. That was very simple. President, he 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 said, "Yes, I am the chairman. I am the chair of the inaugural committee. So yes, I'm the one over all the events, which is a which is a, an esteemed position. But then what did he do right behind it? President of Delaware State, and then he said, "I'm a copper man." Notice what he did there. He made sure to he designated all of his associations, which were important because now Delaware State they got a highlight. It's not just him. This thing went all night. They they. they they kept uh, uh they, they, they got kept, that shout out. They kept mm-hmm. doing this. This 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 look, look why. And, and since they're already representing for the Kappas and the Alphas already, I just gotta make sure that that you know, since it's inauguration is that Q, I'm properly uh representing yeah, the HBCUs and all the brothers of Omega Sapphire. So I just wanted to make sure if there are any other Greeks on the line that the Qs are definitely in the house as okay. always. Okay, so what's happened there is, so now Dr. Allen has called out Dr. Warnock, uh, Senator Warnock, for not saying he was alpha. They called him out. This is happening during the same event that Glenda Glover is on. She's watching this. She's seeing this. So this this is setting the pick. This is setting the tone. This is giving her an opportunity to prep herself, right? She's so watching this, and he's like, oh, man, you didn't say you was alpha. And oh, by the way, I'm a kappa. And then Terrence J said, well, look, oh, wait a minute. If y'all going to come out, he went, Terrence J had on a nice blue blazer. I, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a royal blue blazer. It was nice. It was very dignified. He takes off his blazer and goes put on a, what looks like a letterman jacket of Omega Sapphire. <laughs> He's like, oh, y'all not about to be up in here talking about Kappa Q. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how we do it, right? This is what you, this is, this is what we have all experienced. Those of you who have gone to uh, uh, HBCUs and even people who are, are called to speak who ha- don't even have an office had made sure that if they were on that, that platform they would say something to let you know where they from. I went to Spelman College. I started there in 1991. That's Stacey Abrams. Right off the gate I went to Spelman College. She didn't say her own name. <laughs> she, she came out the gate with I went to Spelman College. Proud of her stuff. You know what I mean? And I think that was it was it was interesting um, because, you know, this tradition, this theme just kept carrying on throughout the night. So when I started to see people post about their disdain for what happened when Glenda Glover gave her speech and she did not include her university. Everybody else has said Tennessee State did not get their name spoken but one time that night and it was not spoken by a person that went to Tennessee State. Although on the phone, on the line, we had a, 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 a ceremony, a ceremonious person there, a representative there. It never got spoken by our own representative. 
And I think this is I think this really frustrated people. And internally, the reason why it's so passionate, I think the reason why it's taking, you know, people off the rails a little bit is because for most people who think about what a president of a university is, that's part of their job. To be the figurehead of the university. Yes, yeah, like you're the ultimate recruiter. Exactly. You're, you're the ambassador. You're the amb- main ambassador yeah. of Tennessee State University. Yeah, and listen, I could go on and on. I, I got more clips. I, I, I because I was, I, I was, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are not really being combative with me and disagreeing. Because if you was, I was gonna, I was gonna keep going. I got about 15 other clips of people representing various <laughs> universities. <laughs> I wouldn't, cl- I wouldn't. Ch- Thomas got the clip ready. Well, he ready to empty the whole. He's clip. sitting already. Like, I got. I'm ready. I was like, man. Man, they better not say that we wrong. He let that, ring, that that Ruger ring off, boy. He ready to sweep the streets. I mean, we had pain. Jim Clyburn who came on and put his Omega Sci-Fi hat on, talked about South Carolina. Uh, uh. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Bears beats The Office on Peacock. Stream every moment from Dunder Mifflin and explore bonus extras and exclusives. Plus, if you're looking for more classic hits, you can stream every episode of Parks and Recreation, Two and a Half Men, and every season of SNL. In the mood for something brand new? Check out Peacock's original comedies, The Amber Ruffin Show, and Saved by the Bell. Whether you're craving a new binge or familiar fave, you can find tons of comedy hits on Peacock. Get started for free at PeacockTV.com. South Carolina State, he talked about seven other HBCUs that he was a, uh, had some type of uh, connection with. We even had Terrence J., who talked about uh, North Carolina A&T, and I didn't That's even know Rhapsody. I didn't even know Rhapsody went there. And he called out Rhapsody and Rhapsody came on and did a flow. Like even so they had Rhapsody as one of the performers. And I'm like, dang. So to see to even to attach her, like somebody who is, you know, I I, I would say she's really big in the music game. I mean, I don't know if she's mega yet, yeah. but I feel like she's influential at least, right? Yeah. And to say to, to attach her to the HBCU experience, if kids are watching this, this is the kind of stuff that makes you like, man, what man, I need to figure out where I want to go to school. Yeah, you, 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 start, you start to see that that HBCU connect, you know. Even if yes, you, even if even if you don't go to the same school, it's like the HBCU, like that that underdog type connection. And I mean, I, that's that's really wild that that the president who got her undergrad from Tennessee State now she's a president of Tennessee State that she never throughout all this watching all this never like yo you know I'm with TSU like yeah didn't say she went there didn't say she was the president there you know like that's that sucker shit I mean you know that's a sucker shit we be talking about man so I mean I would I would love to to see her like hey so what's good baby what's good like you was on the like what's what's, 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 what's the deal? Like you, Are you, you on your way happy out? you went. Like you know yeah. you you ashamed that you went. You that was your last choice to go, and you won. You just got the presidency to get a check. Like what's good, baby? Yeah, holla at me. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I will be remiss if I did not play the one time that the the the, the university uh, or the or the 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 schooling question that did not get the name uh, announced by its own namesake or person that attended alumnus. Uh, they did get his name announced by uh, Cedric Richmond, Representative Cedric Richmond, and uh, he he introduced all of the 
uh, marching band performers or performances that were to come. So uh, let's take a little listen to this. Well, look, thank you, uh, Terrence, for those uh, kind words. And thank you, D-Nice, for spinning those wheels. And look, let's recognize the Texas Southern uh, debate team for that outstanding uh, performance. Let me just start off in my Morehouse ways and give my Morehouse brother, uh, Dr. Warnock, Senator Warnock now, uh, a shout out. And to my Spellman sister who we came in together, Stacey Abrams, Give her a wonderful shout out. What you're doing is amazing. Keep up the good work. We will highlight some of the best HBCU bands in the land. We're going to start with, well, we have the Marching 100 from Florida A&M. We have the Sonic Boom from Jackson State, Louisiana, representing the one and only Benny Garden Thompson. Uh, we have the Tennessee State University, aristocrat of band. Hey, yo, Ben. We have... Uh, and from the state that launched the Biden presidency, we have the Marching 101 from South Carolina State University representing the one and only Congressman James E. Clyburn. And from the greatest state in the world, uh, Louisiana, we have, we have the world famous Gramlin State University Band. And then we have the Human Jukebox, Southern University, where my mother and father graduated from you see how he did that a comprehensive you know shout out he hooked up everybody that was participating in the event i think i think it's i think it's funny how he said louisiana is the best state in the world like what in the in the world like, in the, the world. best state in the world like <laughs> hold on wait what, what are we doing what, what's what's happening here? like what are we doing like, hey we ain't all perfect freddie we ain't perfect now you know what i'm saying try to get our shit together like I think the best state in the country would have sufficed that. Like that was, I don't, you know, it's people in Germany like, well, no, no, I, I, even I state is better. <laughs> Not the like, best state. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro. But, 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 and I, I think y'all kind of get the picture too. Like this went on throughout the night. Like and this happened all night. So it was no, there was no excuse for why we were we were overlooked at all. And I just want to say, we see you. We all went to Tennessee State University. You know, we're all alumnus of Tennessee State University on the line here. Uh, wait a minute, Doctor Buddy Lee. Did Doctor Buddy Lee go to Tennessee State too? I don't know. He, is he online still? Uh, I don't know. Dr. Buddy Lee, did you go to Tennessee State? Yep. Yep, Dr. Buddy Lee. He's so, yeah, so, <laughs> yep. this, so this is all TSU love right here. So, like, yeah, listen, yeah. we all want to TSU. So, like, I just want to make sure that we know that we are okay and we're giving our, our love right now to Tennessee State University and its representation in the inaugural events uh, this past uh, January 20th. Uh, AOB, I see y'all out there with the straight military style. Black Lives Matter. I feel you. I feel you. I saw them out there doing their thing. And shout out to all the HBCUs who got an opportunity to to shed any type of light that on their own school and their own culture and their heritage and bring some love and some, and some light back to themselves, you know, and participate in the events, you know, shout out to all the HBCUs that got to participate. And, uh, and hopefully this, this show can be a marker in the sand so that we never have to talk about this again. But I feel like, I feel like this has come up too much in the past of a lot of us, you know, of a lot of HBCUs where we just missed the mark in these opportunities. And I think this is one of those opportunities, those those things that was missed. So this one was a major miss. This, yeah, because you don't get these. This is this, this is like platform, right? You know, um, under surrounding such you know a historical event, yeah. Like th- that one, this was a major miss. Yeah, she dropped the ball here. Yeah, yeah. like for Not real, for real. Ball. Yeah, somebody talk to Glenda. Glenda, come here. Glenda, on, let me holler at you. Let me pull her to the come, side. Come in, come in. Come here. Let me holler at you, Glenda. Yeah. yeah, how you gonna go here? Get a get a get your degree from here, and then now you the president. Work here. 
But we can't get no love. And listen, even if you were there on behalf of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated as the CEO and international uh, president, I think that's what she said, international president and CEO. Yeah. It does not hurt to add Tennessee State University. Just put, and the president of Tennessee State University. What's that? Six words? Six words, right? Mm-hmm. You could just add them, just add them in the speech. No matter what the speech is, just add them little. That and drop, that, that light alone it will help bring more uh, enrolling students, you know, students to come enroll in our school, especially because, as you know, how broadcasts work, when people are anticipating the big headliner coming up, the act before the headliner is going to get the most light. You know what I mean? Because everybody know the headliner's next. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, the yeah. act before the headliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is a classic. This nigga, that's like this, yeah. <laughs> this nigga moment. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga right here. God, yeah, that, she, she won the war for this nigga <laughs> of the month. This nigga of the month. <laughs> I like that. We we need to make that an official statement for her to be this nigga of the month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, we got finished with old uh, old news. Okay, uh, all in favor, say aye aye eyes. The eyes have it. All right, let's move on. Aye yeah 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 yeah. All right, I'm glad you brought it up because now we want to talk about what it was like to go to an HBCU. I want I want to get Alana Boo and Freddie. B. I need to, I need to get y'all vibe. Like what what for you was some of the best experiences of being at a, a HBCU? You know what would you tell a kid coming up? Let's start with Alana because you know I I really want to hear this. Like man, I mean just like I mean you have the opportunity to attend you know an an upper education a collegiate uh, world where everybody well not not 100% but most people there look like you Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's first and foremost like I went to um, a very diverse high school um, Mm -hmm. and you know that was not the case you know we were probably made we black people made up maybe 20-30% of the school Um, but you know it was it was mixed with a lot you had your Hispanics your white you know it was it was mixed a lot Um, so that was cool but then to go to in uh, Antioch High School Oh, you know, Antioch. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, in Tennessee. I, I've, I've so, um you said like it was bad. Oh Dang, baby. <laughs> you had the you had the Kurdish people here like she said Latinos. Yeah, you had the, yep, you had Latinos, you had oh, Kurdish, you had I mean, you had you had it all at um in but, Antioch. But yeah, it's so, like but it's so like what she says 20% black, but then you got like a lot of your Kurdish and a lot of your Latinos, they want to be black too. But it's right. when you go there, you see that and it's like it's that saying that everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. It's like exactly. You, you see don't nobody want what come with it, but exactly. everybody want the affiliation. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah, just to go to a school where everybody, you know, basically, you know, looks like you. So, it's almost like that's a, that's one of the hurdles that you don't have to overcome. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, when you go out into this world, you know, when you go to apply for that Fortune five hundred uh, five hundred company job, you know that that's a very big hurdle that's in front of you okay are they obviously they're going to notice that i'm black you know Mm -hmm. and most of the people Mm -hmm. that you're competing with are usually not of your same race typically Mm -hmm. so um so to not have to deal with that hurdle was was a major thing it was kind of like a whoo like a sigh of relief yeah 
So um, you have that. I mean, then you just had the overall culture from the music in the courtyard to, mm-hmm. um, you know, T. Staves and Freddie B with, you know, Freddie B TV. You got T. Staves out here recording everything. I mean, we did. We worked on some projects together for like the honors program and filming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of just got the ability, um, you know, to play around with radio, play around with um, with uh, the television side. So oh, that's right. We had a, we had a, we had a show on campus. That's right. Well, you had two yeah. shows in you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah, show with me, and you had a, you had another mm-hmm. show. Like, what was your second show? Triple S Threat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Second so, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was like that's, a, it was that's like back a when playground. I was, that's back when I was irresponsible, everybody. I, I was, I was doing a show from home. <laughs> I would call in, eating some greens. Very irresponsible. I was, hey, I was, hey, I was trying to lose my spark. I was learning. I was learning. They'd be like, "How are you doing a radio show from home?" I'm like, listen, I got the phone. Put me on live. Let's go. <laughs> You know, but that was that was, you know, fun times. I mean, you know, and then you have your professors and everyone, everyone, you know, who looks like you that, you know, has this higher level of education. And that is, you know, bringing that back to the community. So um, it's just it's it, the overall experience was just like none other. Like I couldn't imagine not going to HBCU. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think some of the things you touched on, too, with like being around, you know, being in a safe space, per se. Being yeah, in a space a where you space. you could be and express yourself in in a way that you felt like it was okay to do and to have the kind of peer critique that you can resonate with, you know, I think that's one of the things that really uh, uh, made it a good experience. And I, I'm glad you touched on that, Freddie B. I mean, HBCUs. I mean, would you recommend them? I mean, I mean, how was the experience for you? Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely uh, recommend it because the thing is, when you go to HBCU, you you have a family, so that's why black people mm-hmm. always go back to homecoming. You know, it's like you went to HBCU, you go back to homecoming even after you graduate, and five, ten, fifteen years after graduating, you still going back to homecoming. That's what you do. Like at PWIs, at at, um, at those institutions, primarily white institutions. Like when you leave the school, you don't you don't go back to homecoming. People don't come back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, but the reason why Black people come back because it's it's a family family reunion. That's yeah. the time. It's a time to relive those college experiences because when you Black and you're in the world, like you, like uh, Alana was saying, Alana Boo was saying, when you go get a job, you can't you you have to Black people have to uh, code switch one, and so we have to restrain our natural culture, like just culturally mm-hmm. what Black people do in the neighborhood, you know, at your house with your friends, like how how we normally are. We might talk loud, laugh loud, or or be aggressive towards another uh, one another which it doesn't mean anything to us just based on our coach like playing the dozens yeah the, the dozens that's a that's an inherently black uh black american culturally uh a specific thing but to us it's just you know we see each other oh waterhead oh, oh, look at time old big head big big face ass nigga like you know you know big head ass nigga you're know, talking about be old melon head ass nigga yeah. right exactly that's just something <laughs> that just it just is but you know when you in different cultures it's like oh what's going on they going to fight you know it's like Watermelon people right. yeah, nigga, yeah they, you know they, they clutching their pearls and stuff like that and so when you go to HBCU you able just to be your black ass self and you ain't got to worry about you nobody judging you ain't got to explain you. nothing right you ain't got to explain mm-hmm. that you ain't got to worry about losing out on opportunities or people decide like, oh, well, I don't know, Alana. You know, she was a little loud. I don't know. You know, she's a little scary, a <laughs> little aggressive. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know. And it's like, bro, like, relax, yeah. man. Like, we trying to get something yeah. done. So, you know, that's that's the thing with HBCU. Once you go that undergrad year, but you got to go undergrad. You know, some people go grad school. And you got kind of a connection, but you go undergrad. No, you go. You, you got to go undergrad. It yeah, seems yeah, like you get, almost you a get family that too. For life. 
Yeah, when yeah, you go undergrad, it's, it's, it's like a family, like you like you being introduced, and it's, these people become your family. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. People. People. You know. It, it, people may not be your friend, like your best friends for life, but it's like you pick up. Like you go to back to homecoming, you literally pick up like right where you left off with people you ain't seen the whole year, and it's like, yo, that's such a session. You just kicking it, and you having fun. This love, and it's that time where life you know because when you black and you in life you just be getting hit you just get like i ain't gonna say beat down per se but some people get beat down but it's that beating on you to where you got to conform to mm-hmm. fit in this area you know what i mean and then you go back to homecoming it's like right, i can just make it just chill and be like what's yeah. uh, you just be just be wilding out for no reason yeah and you ain't got to worry about no repercussions but you know, and, and and let me add to yours, uh, Freddie B. That you know, you see an abundance of black excellence. You know, you, mm-hmm. so it's not just that you're around black for the sake of black, right? Right. You, right, you right. do see, you do have the networking. Your net and, and, and networking almost becomes second nature to you because. HBCUs, you learn how to, you know, get into different circles and make friends, and then you become good at networking. I always tell people that my HBCU experience has allowed me to move throughout life. Mm-hmm. Because there's things that has happened to me in life where people from my HBCU have come back from Tennessee State University, hit me up. I got you. Don't worry. Move here. Do this. Boom. Or hired me for jobs or call me for gigs or, you know, whatever. Brought me. I'm in New York because my friend Freddie B from uh, HBCU, Tennessee State University, who's on the line now, who I, I saw this opening and hit him up. He was like, boom, don't worry. Send the stuff. I'm going I'm to I'm talk. He put it in with the uh, with the with the post-production supervisor. Like that was like a direct that was a direct line like without that direct line like i might have been in a pool of of applicants but because i had a direct line it was like applicant number one let me call him and then it wasn't even an interview it was a phone call it was like oh yeah okay yeah 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 saw your stuff yeah looking good okay good you want to come to new york (laughs) like that was the that was the interview you know and so I think that people have to to recognize even the networking uh, 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 tools you get um, or it's like it's kind of like school rivalries. Right. When you go to a PWI, they get into these school rivalries where they want to kill each other. Like they want to like like was it Alabama oh, yeah. is a uh, Florida versus Alabama uh no, Alabama Auburn Auburn Ohio Alabama State, Michigan yeah. yeah yeah they got these these death matches but like. School rivalries for us is like arguing with your cousins. Like we would go up against FAMU, it'd be ah uh, kiki, but we'd be partying. You know what I'm saying? Before the game, partying after the game with them. You know what I'm saying? We trying to look TSU people trying to meet FAMU people, FAMU people trying to meet TSU people, people trying to hook up. We having fun. TSU dudes trying to blaze them FAMU girls. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it be. As a matter of fact, actually, uh, my apartment caught on fire here in New York. And I had a whole situation where it was nothing but TSU alumni who came through to help me uh, rectify that situation. And then one of the FAMU alumnus came and helped me find a new apartment. You know what I mean? So that so that love goes even with our rivalries. They still become bonds, right? They st- I, mm-hmm. I still key key with people that went to Southern University or Jackson State. We used to have all these games against each other. Uh, we used to do the Southern Heritage Classic against Jackson State. And later in life, I was working. One of the guys I was working with played trumpet at Jackson State. We used to kick it off. We be we be arguing all the time about who got the best band. He be pulling up clips. All right, watch this, watch this, watch this one. But people at work would be like, "What are they doing? Like, I don't understand. They we just having we just having a good old time. Sometimes they think we be arguing, but really we just you know ah." Uh, Oh, no, nah, y'all ain't do that. Yeah, y'all ain't do nothing, man. Oh, oh, six. Come on, man. We blew y'all niggas out. Come on, man. What you talking about, boy? We played James Bond Open on y'all. What's up? Football team was kicking your ass too. Like you know, like we be, we be just going back. Yeah, and we ain't forth. gonna talk about football. 
Oh yeah, with TSU, with TSU, don't talk about who. We just gonna damn. focus on the band. We just gonna focus on the band. Oh well, you know, I was in, I was in the AOB. I was in the aristocratic bands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we I, just gonna I, focus I, on the band. You know, yeah, we go to the game for the band. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of HBCUs that does happen. Mm-hmm. That does happen. You know, you, you you got where they go to the, where where the game is more than just about watching a football game. It's about the band. It's a fashion show. Okay, yeah, like fashion show. Oh my God, y'all remember? Y'all remember some of those classics? People would just come out stunting on niggas, like ah, like just come out with their best. You know what I mean? Just, just they stunt, stunt was gotta was, be fresh. Yeah, you had it was a fashion show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the things that, that's good about it is that you know, like Freddie B said, homecoming's a big deal. Like it's a big deal. Like I can't, I don't think there's any HBCU that I can think of where homecoming ain't a big deal. Like for people to come back. And community and, and celebrate with each other, you know, and, and mm-hmm. be around each other. And so, um, one thing that I thought was interesting about, um, you know, this year's inaugural events and having all the HBCUs up there, I kind of wondered to myself what it would have been like if it would have been a regular inauguration, like where you had a regular parade where the, you know the new president and vice president sit behind the glass or whatever and yeah, watch all yeah. the people. Like I would, I would have loved to see Kamala Harris throw up her little what's it called, the skiwi? What they call it, the the, the pinky? Mm-hmm. You know, throw the pinky up and start doing the line dance when the girls, came, <laughs> you know, when the girls came by, you know, because yeah, you know they. Dope. That would have been dope. They had to send a video in this year. They sent a video in of some steppers. And I thought I was like, oh man, this ain't the same. It don't it don't feel the same. You know, they they that's some stuff gotta be live, you know what I mean? And uh I would just love to see that. I, I we got to see a little bit out on a campaign trail. Actually, she um there was a couple of spots. I think in Florida was one, and uh, there's a couple of places she went where they actually did like a line dance on the stage. And uh she did a little something, something, but you know, it wasn't really it wasn't really punched up at the time because of course she hadn't they hadn't won the election yet. So I'm pretty sure now that, you know, oh, they won, it would have been a real big deal, you know. Um, another thing that's good about HBCUs that I think is, is just a lot of alumni have open door policies. And this is something that I think I didn't I didn't even realize I was like this, but I, I, I do recognize that it was given to me this way. Uh, one of the one of the people that I, I came I apprenticed under who's gone now Barry Scott had he would like any question I had about production you know he answered to the best of his ability or he'd be like listen let's just go let's just go to a studio let's go talk to the people and I've even extended that same courtesy to people I, I noticed that with the young lady the other day she was asking me about um what does a first AD do she's like what does a first AD do you know I said I, I started to explain to her what a first AD does and then I stopped talking and in the middle of my conversation I said you know what I'm just gonna call my boy and I called uh, my boy uh, Larry McGee who is actually a first AD and that's what he does is his career and I said I, called, I just called him up and said Larry what you doing oh man Staples I'm just chilling you know I was like, hey, hey listen I got this girl she want to know about first ADs I forgot I just call you and I was like just can you give her like a little two minute rundown he's like nah don't worry about it he talked to her for the next 35 minutes. That's love. Like, off, like he, ain't, I didn't ask him for all that. You know, I know he's a busy man, but he said that answer every question she had. And then at the end of the conversation, he says, if you ever want to experience what it's like to be on the set, and this guy works on big sets, you know, HBO, you know, he, he's working on big movies. I can't, I can't, I can't name all the stuff he's doing, but um, he works on official sets. He was like, just whenever she want to come down, just tell her, come on down. I let her work a couple days, let her see what it's like, so she can see firsthand. That's love. That's the kind of love you get from HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That and that, mind you, me and Larry haven't talked on the phone in seven years. I just had his number, called him up. What's up, Stapes? It was like, like Freddie B said, like we never left. 
Like, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm over here. Okay, yeah, we about to go to work. Yeah, we going back to work tomorrow. But, yeah, okay, let me tell you. Oh, this is what the first AD do. And da, 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 da. Ran, ran through the whole thing. That's the kind of stuff you get from HBCUs. And let me just tell y'all. For y'all, y'all, all y'all out there listening, you heard what Alana Boo said. You heard what Freddie B said. But I want to take it to a whole nother level. Because HBCUs, HBCUs not only give you those good, cozy feelings we're talking about. They also leave you with traditions that for somehow some of these traditions just keep transcending time one of those or transcendent things that you get left with is the classic random pep rally <laughs> these random turnips on campus some are for, are for homecoming some are for a big game and sometimes the band is just out doing this thing and people following them but you get these classic pep rallies and you get all this nostalgia music that comes along with it like uh is it African Bambada? Is that the song they all step to? The Greeks. You hear boo, boom. Yeah, boom. Uh, Planet Rocks. Planet Rock. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's Planet Rock. You get that. You get stuff like Nut if you buck, boy, Nut. You know, that like that's a song. It, it, it came out, but but as far as HBCUs, like that's like a moment where we all looking for the IOTAs. Let's see who they're gonna beat up today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you get classics. But one classic that has not only Infiltrated oh no HBCUs. no no no! My, hold on, wait. So when you, you say everybody stepped to the Africa Bambada Planet Rocks, that's the Alphas, but everybody steps to uh uh set it off, set it off, Stra- set it off, right? Set it off, Stra- yeah. Strafe or something. I forget how you say it, but oh okay, there you song go. Song called Set It Off. That's what everybody said. Step step to set it off. I suggest y'all. That's what I'm talking. Set it off. Yeah yeah. 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 Everybody, it, you hear that? It, you know the Greeks is coming off. out. All you gonna hear is all yeah, you hear is a bunch of. The, the party is over. The party is over and move to the side. Right. The classic double clap. All you're going to hear is this. And then replace your favorite Greek's sound with it. Oop, or skiwi, or you know what I mean? All you're going to hear is that. Yeah, all, the, all the sororities. Yeah, all the sororities. You're going you're gonna to hear, you're gonna hear the, the, the signals come through with the whistle. Whistling the whistle. It's crazy. It's like. At Discount Tire, you can shop online and get the same trusted advice you get from the stores. Then just book a time that's convenient for you. When you get to the store, you can stay safe with a new touchless experience. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. At Chicken Salad Chick, our fan favorite delicious diva is back. With bright notes of fresh dill and crunchy cucumbers, it's bursting with flavor. And bring on spring with our seasonal strawberry and pecan salad and key lime pie. They're both a little sweet and a little tangy. Available for a limited time only. At Chicken Salad Chick, every order is made with care. And with online ordering options, we've made it easier to enjoy Chicken Salad Chick however you feel most comfortable. Available in-store, in the drive-thru, or online at chickensaladchick.com. For takeout, curbside, or delivery where available. It's a lot of classic. Well, hold on, so, is that is that our sigmas or is that all sigmas that somebody have a whistle on be blowing the whistle? I've, I've seen a lot of sigmas be having a whistle. Oh, outside I've of CSU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of sigmas oh, okay. have a whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I, mean, I don't. That, not, that's also that's also the thing. Like with HBCUs, like you have different chapters, and and different chapters had a had a particular thing as well. Mm-hmm. And like, like when you go to different, like especially if you go to different homecomings, you go to different um, campuses, you'll see like, oh, they capitals do it like this here, or they cues do it like this here, right? But one thing that transcended HBCUs, it started, you know, in, in the black culture area. It was a hip hop song. It was popular, but it has now transcended the HBCU area. Is this right here? I bet you. I bet y'all. I'm, I'm gonna trigger some feelings when I when I play this. Hey. Oh yeah, that's, uh, the, fir- the first millisecond. You already know what time it is. You already know what time it is. Hey. Hey. 
Now you, if you hear this song, y'all know out there. You it's, heard it's another this Negro song spiritual. before. It's a yes, Negro it spiritual. <laughs> yeah, you got you got certain songs that are Negro spirituals at HBCUs. You know, like nothing well, yes. but swag surf. Man, when you play that, now let me just say this. I want y'all to realize this. Everyone from corporate America, the hood, colleges, non-English speaking countries, and even Beyonce has had some connection to this song. But this song is only done best when you do it at a HBCU or even a black high school, but really HBCUs, they do it the best. And I've, I don't know if, if y'all are listening out there, y'all got to go check out and just put in swag surfing. That is S W A G or, or put it actually put in S W A G S U R F into, into YouTube. So two words, swag surf, put the two words and hit search. And watch how many clips come up of people swag surfing. And what's funny is you'll see all kinds of people, even white folks. Like, it's funny, Freddie B brought up Auburn. That was one of the big clips. It was Auburn swag surf. They had the whole stadium swag surfing. It was the largest I have ever seen. It was at the Iron Bowl uh, 2017, if you want to know what specific clip I was looking at. Uh, I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs do it. I've seen all just all across the nation, people Mm -hmm. have, have swag surf. And that's something that we did, like, what was that? When did that song come out? Oh five, oh four. When did it come out? That, yeah. that it was. A, it was a song that's been out. People been yeah, it's been out. And I got to give a shout out to my man V from uh uh, uh my man V from Stevenson High School, my high school. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, t- I was telling uh Freddie B and Alana in another episode that my you know my area of Atlanta, a lot of stars came out of the guy from from Fly, the people who made Swag Surfing went to Stevenson High School. Matter of fact, in the line in in the song, he's got a line that says, yeah. "Paint drop it? Stevenson, the black and blue jag out." But um, but yeah, it it it's that is like Freddie B said, it's a spiritual. That's a that's a that's a HBC mm-hmm. Negro spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but there's other things that are 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 synonymous to HBCUs. Like something I noticed uh, that was said in the inauguration um, was this um, poem that I'm I'm I wonder if y'all know what poem I'm talking about. Uh, it's always heard at a black college in some form, shape, or another. But I'm gonna give you a hint. Let me see if y'all can figure this out. It was Nelson Mandela's favorite poem. Is it with my hand? Nikki Giovanni. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was not written by a black person, though. Oh, but okay. it's, it's one that's celebrated through all our schools. Oh. Okay. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for the title? I think. I think. Yeah. How about this? I'm going I'm to let. I'm going to let uh, Dr. Allen. So, who was, came out in 2009. 2009. Yeah, 2009. Okay. I'm going to let Dr. Allen. Uh, who was the head of the uh, chairman of the inaugural events? Go ahead and, and and give us a little piece of that that poem. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole. I think whatever gods may be for this my incomparable soul. Mm-mm-mm. In the fail clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeoning of chance, my head is bloodied, but yet unbowed. Unbowed, that's right. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms, Mm. but the horrors of the shade, and yet the minutes of the years find and shall find me unafraid. Mm. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. Amen. I am the master of my fate, the captain of my soul. soul. 
Yeah, that's a uh, Invictus. Like Invictus, yeah. Invictus. William Henley. Yep. Mm-hmm. He is. Oh wow! It. So I'm, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. <Good job> Lonnie, <laughs> yeah. Invictus. Freddie B. Now you've heard this several times. Every uh, yes, every, every probate that you've ever attended, this has been spoken in in chant form. Of course, you know. I don't know. The cover's me. You know, they they do it like that. You know. Oh God. Men yeah. and women both do it. Sure. But it be it's hard to understand what they be saying sometimes. It do be hard. Uh, it, do, oh. it do be hard. <laughs> it do be hard. To I was, I'm sitting there like like Thomas said. I heard it before. I'm like nigga, you show. Like what do you? Dr. Hepner. Well, let's see. I think you came up underneath Dr. Hepner at Tennessee State. Yeah, he he would say it. Um, Morgan Freeman has classically um, done it. Uh, Barack Obama. Uh, has has spoken so it. What, what's so at, special about this poem? You know, I've been I was looking around because I don't know why so many different HBCUs have. Uh, well, first of all, what's special about it from the standpoint of what it means is what it's saying. You know, if you listen to the words, it's it's like us. You know, it's like being able to persevere no matter what life throws at you. The guy who wrote the uh, the poem, uh, William Ernest Henley, had he was peg leg. He had a uh, one leg and one leg was uh, cut off because he had tuberculosis. Oh, he's a pirate? oh snap! He, no, yeah. Oh, well, it's funny. Okay. It's funny you say that because a lot of pirate stories were written based on his struggle, his life struggle. So it's interesting you say that because if you if you just research on him, but that's not. That doesn't have the connection to the HBCUs, but what what it has the connections to the HBCUs is his perseverance, and even though he was given kind of this bum life, like he he had tuberculosis, he had to lose his leg, he almost lost his second leg, he you know he he was constantly oh, in pain. Yeah, he was always in pain, and pressure of life was always putting pain on his body because he you know he had these diseases, and so and yet he became this famous poet for for talking about perseverance and 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 pushing through like. Like in his the line in his poem, beyond this wrath of uh, tears looms, but the heart of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. Like he he's got all this stuff happening to him, but he's still pushing through. So I think part of the reasons why HBCUs HBCUs have adopted this, and you've heard this, whether you you've heard presidential uh, speeches from the different presidents of HBCUs, you hear all the Greeks say it. A lot of people's organizations have it as one of the poems that are part of the organization. I think it's because of what it means. You know, you know, I am the captain of my fate. I'm the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Like to remind you. To always move forward, so I think that's why it's been kind of a mantra of all black colleges. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of symbolic to like the whole like slavery movement and everything like that. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I, it, I can see that. And it was written in 1875, so yeah, it's, it's interesting that a lot of people would w- 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 would attach it or attribute it to that. Now, there's one other thing that we do at HBCUs, and I hope y'all don't get this one wrong. I know y'all. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all don't play with me, man. Don't play with me, man. I know y'all know this. Okay. What is this one song we sing? It came from the civil rights movement. Uh, we sing it at pretty much all the events that are, you know, anything official. Nobody knew. No. <laughs> Come on, that? No. no. He's man. talking nope. about. <laughs> oh. Lift every voice. Lift every voice. That's what it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Dang, Freddie oh. B. You ain't, you ain't oh, go to an HBCU, man. Shit, I almost oh. forgot messing around with Freddie B. 
God dang, Freddie B. Oh, uh, black national anthem. Knows. Okay, black, yeah, black national anthem. You gotta have it. That's a part. That's ingrained in our vibe of the HBCU. Yeah, these are things you take with you, though. These are the kind of things that were the, the, the spiritual nuggets. But yet, you know, whether it's it's new modern music or if it's you know, uh, lift every voice and sing, which is sung on many platforms that have to do with uh, African American struggle and just African Americans in general. You, you, you sing lift every voice in church. These are the things that kind of tie all of us together. No matter if you went to FAMU, if you went to Southern, if you went to Tennessee State, you went to uh, 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 Fisk, you went to Howard. You, no matter where you went, you know, South Carolina State, you know, uh, uh, Lane College. Uh, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, Jackson State, Grambling State, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Texas Southern University. Uh, who else I got? Give me some more. Who y'all got? Uh, 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 Clark, Atlanta. Clark Atlanta. Clark Atlanta, Morehouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Morris Put Brown, Spellman. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Morris Brown. They coming back, though. Come on back, Morris yeah, Brown. Yeah, Please I, come back. We need they, y'all back. No, no. I, I, think they re- I think they got the funding. I think they, about to, they should be back. They like just got, year now. They got the accreditation, but, you know, they still got, you know, yeah, they, still got, they need a lift. They need a, we got to bring, we got to okay. get some more funds injected uh, in Ch- them, you know. Chain, I think Cheney State is one. I think that's the very first HBCU. That was the very first HBCU. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the reason why I know that because I I met this chick and she was like, "Yeah, I went to Cheney." I was like, "What the hell is a Cheney?" What's <laughs> a Cheney? The very first. She was like, "That's the very first t- t- uh, HBCU." And I HBCU, looked it up, and it was, yeah. and they got this like this weird, and then it wasn't spelled the way I thought it was, and then it's like yeah. some super small school, and it's yeah, it's kind of like up north. It's like the mo- I think it's it's one it's of the in Pennsylvania. One of the most, yeah, it's the most northern HBCU because most of the HBCUs are concentrated in the south. Yeah, and yeah, so like we, none out west. Yeah, so we got to make sure that you know we we. Well, because that's where we were, right? We, I mean, think about where slavery ended, you know, where we mostly were. And the reason why the HBCUs were created. Because we couldn't go to other schools. Exactly. Right. You know, and, that, and that, the that's reason, the thing I be trying to, I be like, I be, I'll, it's, I'm always arguing with white folks online. It's like, well, that's that's racist. Y'all, why, why y'all got to have a BET and a, an HBCU? It's like, nigga, we got it because we ain't had no choice when they started. Like, like that wasn't, that was a necessity. It wasn't like we decided we, we don't like white folks. We're going to be racist. So we're going to start our own school. Y'all wouldn't mm-hmm. let us in y'all school. Ugly exactly. ass little boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now you want to go to our school and call yourself the minority and get the scholarship. I don't understand that. That's not even right. That don't that's even make that's sense just money, you know. It's, it's HBCU trying to make that money. Like, yeah. Like, we, we can't just depend on all you niggas. We bring some white folks in here. Yeah. Get them. So, get them so who is investing in the future of HBCUs? I mean, we. I know in the campaign trail that, uh, that um, you know, they, they, there is a lift every voice plan, but I'm not sure how that includes colleges. You know, I, I heard that Donald Trump actually uh, signed a bill that fund that permanently funded HBCUs. Um, mm-hmm. So who you know what who's investing in the future of our HBCUs? I mean, what can we do as individuals to make sure that our HBCUs survive? One thing I know I'm doing right now is doing what I'm doing today on this public platform, talking about it. You know, but what what are some other ideas? Do y'all have any other ideas? You got to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, mon- like you mean like monetarily? Like, like yeah, th- monetarily. Some months, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funds? Like monetarily, I know um, the um, honors program reaches out. Um, to me and of course the alumni association you know you reach out a couple of times a year and it, you know it's just providing those donations and stuff I was I was at Tennessee State on a scholarship so um, so to have and I know you know some of that was funded by alumni dollars mm, so um, okay. you know to be able to give back so that you can reach out and help the next person that's coming up behind you is, is very important okay I feel that free to be a hand out so you can have a hand up mm. I know that's right what else can we do? 
Um, yeah, that, I mean that's that's the main thing. Like you, you uh, joining your um your alumni association in your area because mm-hmm. you know just about all schools have a, a alumni association. So we had the tri state one, and, and you know paying your dues and that money kind of goes back for the association, but then goes back to the school. Um, so I mean that's the main thing. And 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 some people do like their own like little things. Like Charles uh, Galbraith, he was a uh, Mister TSU, and um, he's the national alumni president for Tennessee State. And I, I always call him Mister TSU because he he was when he became Mister TSU, he actually enacted and made Mister TSU more than just um, vanity. Because um, before that, Miss TSU, Miss TSU gets to do a whole lot of, she has, she that's actually a position at TSU, at, at the school. But Mr. TSU was essentially just her escort. It was just a vanity position. It was just to walk and escort her different places. You like, you as Mr. TSU, you did nothing. But then Charles won Mr. TSU and then he made Mr. TSU where it was like a, it, he became a voting member and you actually had stuff to do now. Not as much as Miss TSU, but you at least, like you actually mattered now. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why I call him Mr. TSU because he he changed stuff and he's always been working with TSU and doing a whole bunch of stuff with the homecoming and and all that type of stuff. So it's giving back and then he does this thing called um man I forgot what it is but it's basically like he he gets alumni and pairs them and helps pair them with current students. So it's like the current students can talk to somebody who went to TSU and if mm-hmm. you need something and you know you need advice if you need monetary things or things paid for, things done, you got somebody who's already there, who's already maneuvered to help you. So right. that's also a good thing, even outside of just school, just, you know, especially when you go back from homecoming, like, you know, go on campus and, you know, try to talk to some of the students or meet some or whatever the case may be. And actually, you know, you you can help them straight, go straight to the source. That's even better. Yeah. So, so I hear just what, as I'm, good, rather. what I'm hearing is, is be active, right? Be an active alumni, alumnus and, mm-hmm. and making sure that you activate what it is you have, not just your financial resources, but your 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 other resources like time, time, yeah, and and your in mm-hmm. your uh, professional your profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's also good too. What you just said, profession, like whatever your profession is, like make yourself available to go back to the school to maybe even link up with the professors and talk yeah. in the class because every everybody got that class where you know the professor bring people in to talk to y'all. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is like how the professors have changed since we've left uh, school. There's our peers are literally professors now. Like I was like, oh, man, Marquand is a professor. Ashanti is a professor. And I was like, oh, snap. Like This is like that's funny. That's, that's the funny part. It's like people you yeah. went to school with that, you know, like, oh, yeah. man, I remember when you. Yeah, 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 I remember, man. I remember that one homecoming thing. You was, and I remember that one. I when you first got on campus, my, you know, we did the penny raid, but I, yeah, some of those stories. Okay, well, let me let me add one more to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kick a name to you guys, and let me go go ahead and let me type the name in before I even kick it because I want to make sure because I'm not really a sports guy. But um, I, I, you know, y'all can do my own research. The name is Mickey Williams. Have you heard this name before? No. No. Okay, so this is an American basketball player from San Diego who pretty much has pledged to go to an HBCU. He's like a a, a, a big deal, a basketball player. But he oh, he's about the young dude, the young guy. And I think yeah. this was last year, 2020. And I, I saw this story on ESPN. I thought it was interesting because they, they started to profile him because this is the kind of kid that would, I guess his skill levels is up to the, up to par enough to where he would really be going to a P, a big PWI school mm-hmm. to play, yeah. 
for some, for yeah. some, but he's he has like made it like clear that I'm going to an HBCU, and I think that's something we can also do to help prop our HBCUs up as well is making sure that we don't give away our best talent. You know what I mean? Start yeah, bringing yeah, some of our talent in, into us and infusing our schools with some of the talent that we uh, we normally in our community send to other places because we we value what white people say or what white people think about us. So I think that's one thing I would add to that conversation of, you know, propping, you know, investing, I guess, not even propping us up, but really investing in uh, uh, the future of HBCUs. Yeah. And that, I mean, that starts with, you know, instilling it in, you know, your little cousins and all of that from a young age. So that's somebody that is in his family that has been, you know, basically kind of coaching him or leading him towards an HBCU. Yeah. his, His mom went to Hampton, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe and maybe that's where the influences started as well. Well, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, where it, it did, started. it did, yeah, because yeah, he, because uh, I remember, I remember last because uh, he was really, it was really hot with him because uh, he came out and said it like last year because uh, Maker, um, it's a, it's, uh, it's a dude. He went to Howard this year. He's at Howard now playing basketball. And he was recruited by all, all your blue bloods. Um, that's um in the college ranks but he ended up going to Howard and um and then this guy um dude Mikey we said Mickey it's Mikey I think is it Mickey it or Mikey, Mikey. I, I think yeah it I was M-I-C-K-E-Y M-O-U-S-C I don't know it, it, you know Mickey Mouse I was thinking that yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah his, his name is Mikey and so he he's like he's like one of the young guns young bulls uh, I think he's super famous I think he played on I think he played. I think he played with LeBron's son or D Wade's son, something like that too. But he's also really good. But uh, he he was talking about like you know he he really thinking about going to HBCU. I don't know how true it is, but the reason why is because like I said, his mom went to. If I'm not mistaken, is is Howard. But his mom is in the, or maybe both his parents they went to HBCU. So he's he already knows about HBCUs and knows about their life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I introduced my cousin. Uh she they moved down from New York down to Tennessee and mm-hmm. so you know I talked, you know, uh gave her all the information about Tennessee state and all that kind of stuff. So that's where she currently goes. She is um a sophisticated lady. Oh, okay. So she dances. Well. Okay, sophisticated lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she is um so she's you know she's taking she's taking in taking it all in. So and she she loves it. Yeah, so okay, so yeah, he is Mikey's the number one prospect in the class of 2023. Uh, he has narrowed his list down to 10 schools of those 10 schools. Five of them are HBCUs, uh, North Carolina, Central Alabama State, Texas, Southern Hampton and Tennessee State is on that list well, of schools well, right. that he wants to bring his talents to. You said one and, of them Hampton? Uh, yes, Hampton. Yeah, Hampton's yeah, on yeah. there. Like I said, I, I think that's where his mom went, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's one thing that we we definitely should do. We should definitely be looking to if we if we having kids and we got these star kids, reminding them where I came from. I had you, and you listen. I came from Hampton, so you should definitely consider Hampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason why I went to HBCU is because both my parents went to Alabama State, and so you know when 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 I looked at schools, it was overwhelmingly that I, I applied to. Uh, I think I applied to one white school, and that was Georgia Tech. That's the only white school I, PWI applied to. Every other school I applied to was HBCU. And I got scholarships from every single one of them. So, and I just decided to go to Tennessee State. They gave the most money, you know. It was a money thing for me, you know what I'm saying? But it was good, you know what I'm saying? How my boys came I up from TSU. Feel you. you know what I'm saying? And the money thing was right. So, the money right. Yep. I'm, I'm in there tonight, boy. You know what I'm saying? I was in there on that presidential. All I had to do was keep my GPA at a 3.0 and above. Hey. 
Hey. It. No student loan debt over here. Well, I had a lot of student loan debt. You know, I get all, they, they gave me the most of the scholarships, but I still had to I had paid for my school with student loans. I was well, out you were an out-of-state student, too. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I was I an in-state student. That was a little extra, little chickity change on top of that thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't ready for that. But, um, okay, so listen, I, I want to end this thing off. Before I end it off, I want to I want to end it off with a, a story from each one of you. I want because I want to give the people at home. Uh, we, I think we've done a good job actually with this episode, of giving people a, a, a feeling of the vibe of what it's like to be from or to be the alumnus of an historically black college or university. But also, like, tell us a little bit about when you were there, like, like your experience. Give us a story if you got one. Freddie B, I'm gonna start with you because you you like story time. Story time. Shoot, man. I so mean, many of I mean, them. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I started a whole TV show. Like, like, uh, um, tell us about it. Tell, tell, yeah, tell us about that. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, well, really, with with the show, it was called Freddie B TV. But it actually was um, when I started, it actually was called Freddie TV. Um, because I was doing it, I was initially doing it with another dude named Freddie. Both our names was Freddie. And so I was like, let's call it Freddie TV. We both Freddie, Freddie TV. You know, he was like behind the scenes, I was in front of the scenes. He, he Well, he would shoot it. I would do everything else. Um, but I started cause I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. And then, um, it was this dude, he actually in New, in New York now. Um, everybody call him Junebug. Um, but, uh, he had a, he Tony! Part, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony, June Tony, Bug. uh. Yeah, so he he did he did a piece of uh, Tiger News called Campus Close Up, and he would go around and, and interview people and ask them about just different topics um, related to school or what was happening. But he he wasn't on camera; he would let people talk, and he would just put that into the news. And so I, I helped him out one time, and I saw him doing it, and then it just you know the just the inclination just popped up in me. I was like, I could do this, but actually talk to people, and because like I'm seeing people ask the questions, but I'm thinking of stupid stuff I could be doing with this that's funny i'm just like mm-hmm. that's how my mind works i think of just funny stuff that that could be happening yeah and then yeah shout out to tony wrong on the circuit.net oh yeah yeah that's the, that's his website now. that's yeah, his yeah. new that's his new publication yeah uh-huh so um i saw that and then i thought i was funny and i was like you know what i'm gonna I'm do this and then i would just and i would um i asked him how 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 was uh how would he put it in with the news and then just find out how how they broadcast the news on campus and once i found that out i was like all right it's on I'm about to do it. I'm funny, and I'm about to do my own campus close-up, but it's going to be Freddie TV. And then we did it, and then it just it popped, and, and it just got ridiculous. And I made, like, you know, money off of it. And then Freddie, the initial Freddie, fell off because he was a non-traditional student. So he was, like, 26, 27 at the time. I'm, like, a little young kid. And then the following year, that's when I met you. That's when I met Thomas. And Well, Thomas redid my DVD at the time. Mm-hmm. He redid it and made it look better, and, and I was able to add stuff because this other dude who did it, he was ass. And so, um, <laughs> and then that, and then that's, and then Thomas redid it. But I, can, I can't even remember how, like you redid the DVD. But I can't remember how you like how it became where you actually gonna start like doing the camera for me everywhere. You gonna be coming with me everywhere. I can't remember how that happened. During the colder months, it's often easier to see inside home windows from the outside, especially at night due to the lack of shading, and that makes it easier to let the bad guys know when to break in. I'm Shooter Stein, president of NCA, National Certified Alarms. We offer landline security alarm monitoring starting at just $9.95 a month and cellular monitoring starting at just $19.95 a month. Call us today at 615-777-7NCA or go online at nca.cc, license number 645. Turn right onto Rocky Road. Merge onto Bumpy Boulevard. 
Turn left onto Obstacle Court. Seems like the only road we never travel is Easy Street. But wherever life takes you, Direct Auto has you covered. With down payments as low as $35 and helpful agents in 450 locations, you can navigate every turn with confidence. Get a quote today at directauto.com and keep driving. Rates, pay plans, and availability vary. Lower down payment is not savings. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group wins to North Carolina. Probably be like just I'm- like gassing. You know, I mean, come on, let's get it, man. The camera, man. What's up, man? Let's do it, man. You ain't be scared. I was, very, I was very. I, the one thing that HBCU gave me was uh, the ability to speak a little bit better. Uh, even though I still have a little bit of a stutter and a double step, uh, double clutch every now and then, uh, I'm, I've, I've come a long way because I had a very limited vocabulary and I had a very limited way of communicating. And I, one of the things I've worked on. Um, since I've been in college is really just becoming a better communicator and being able to, to tell stories uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that, are, that make them interesting to people who are listening stories to Stories that need to be told. Yeah, they must be told. Stories must that be must told, be yeah. told. Yeah, you gotta, yeah they must be told. And Shout so that's to B. Scott. B. Scott, yeah, yeah, that's definitely right. And uh, yeah. so that's been my 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 big mission is, is working on my ability to communicate. And back then, you know, when you talk about how we hooked up, man, I probably said some. I was I was known in high school as a wild wild card. You know what I'm saying? So when I got to college, like I was an engineering program. I remember. I, I guess I just was not in tune with the reality of where I was at because I remember having like the braids and the whole nine. And people were like you got to cut your hair, man. You know, just more dignified program. I'm like, oh, I'm out here. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, somebody braid me up. Like, <laughs> like I was in the pre program, just looking just straight rough for no reason but i was just doing me i wouldn't i wasn't even thinking about nobody like that you know and then i kind of started to like oh wow like i don't I don't live in a world by myself it's, it's people around me and i think the hbcu kind of shaped me and i probably said some crazy stuff i'm like hey freddie b man your shit stuck let's go baby uh, i probably said some crazy stuff like that you know that's just how i talk back then you know, I, nah, nah, nah. You, you was, you was a uh, when I was editing, you saw it. You like, oh, it's, 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 it's okay. It's fine. Everybody's oh, yeah, laughing. That, but you just like, you trying to be cool. Like, it's cool. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Like, who, who is this guy? But like I said, I, just, I can't remember how. I wish, I wish I could remember the actual like what was the actual linchpin that you went from. It went from you doing redoing the DVD to. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it might have been that. It might have been. You mentioning something about because I mean you had to see the footage. It might have been something you mentioned about like you deciding to go with me next time I do it to shoot mm-hmm. it because that's what you do something like that because you was like you did that because that I remember you was in the editing room and I think I remember I just asked you we had it come I can't even remember all the comments I wish I can remember now effort yeah yeah rest in peace uh, Doctor Page by the way he was a uh, <laughs> he you know he's gone on as well and he was he was Doctor Page that. Yeah, to my knowledge, yeah. Let me let me look that up. Hold on, I don't want to kill the man off too. Oh, nigga, I'm no, like, nigga, hold on. We we getting information. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> Breaking news. No, I think I think, right. he did, I think he did pass. Actually, look him up. Did he? Yeah, I think I think he I think he passed. What I mean, I, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. I just didn't know that. I mean, because he was he was like what? It was his name was Donald Page, right? Yeah, Doctor Donald Page. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Doctor. I was actually thinking about him some months ago. I wonder what he's doing because he Doctor Page used to piss me off so bad. Donald Calvin Page, Nashville, Tennessee, December twenty eighth. Professor for forty years at Tennessee State University. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. When when, when he passed? I think that was December. Oh, just oh, this past December, twenty nineteen to December twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. 
Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. He uh, but yeah, man, Dr. Dr. Page, man, 40 years. He put in some real time. I think he put some serious time in up there. And uh I I, I shouted him out. I'm shouting him out because of the whole um when, when me and Freddie B actually met, you know, we met uh, while Freddie B was in the communication uh, uh program and Dr. Page is one of those professors that, you know, we both had to go through. I wasn't even in communication. I was an man, engineer major at that time. You trying to stop our shine so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golly, man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. Like, yeah. I mean, rest in peace, Dr. Page, but, man, he, he, tried, it's like he tried his best to stop everything I was doing. I was like, nigga, I know you're not black, but nigga, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, would, I will never forget. I will never forget. I had, I had backstage media passes to the Best of Both Worlds tour. I had uh-huh. it sold it. up. So so what happened I, I used to work with this this one chick. She was a Egyptian and uh her parents had like hella bread. So her parents like would just give her money and she started a business, the little carts in the middle of the mall. And so I had met her through this other dude and I started working for her. And um and then she started liking me. I didn't know she was liking me like that. Um but she had went out the country for a month and a half. And so she had left me her phone. She had a cricket phone and she had a sidekick. And she left me both her phones, you know, because I, you know, at that time, like the phone, those phones didn't work out. She was going back home to Egypt, and at that time, you know, the phones they didn't work over there. So she was like, "I'm just gonna leave them here." But then she left them with me. So I was on campus with three phones. I had my phone, her cricket phone, and her sidekick. Damn. And even back then, cr- cricket <laughs> was unlimited minutes. So my yeah. my phone, I had like daytime minutes. And so, you know, it would run out. So I people would call me. I was calling back on the cricket phone. And then I had a sidekick to where I could message people, like email. And that was, you know, that was before what it is now. So I was able to get in touch with the uh, the, uh, the um, tr- tour manager with the Best of Both Worlds tour because at that time I had met the marketing manager for Bridgestone Arena. At the time it was called Soul May Center. So I, I became friends with her and she linked me with that person. So I'll be in class with this sidekick messaging uh, the tour manager like back and forth like everything she needs. I'm on top of it. Boom, boom, boom. And so I'm, I'm messaging her from the sidekick. So she like, she thinking like, okay, he, he prime time because back then if you had a sidekick, you was prime time. Yeah. So right, she yeah. thinking I'm prime deal. time. So I'm, I'm, I'm making moves with it. And so I line it up. She's like, okay, cool. You know, and I tell her I'm a student at TSU. I, and I'm, I'm just stunned. I'm telling her I run the, I'm the student uh, president of the communications program there the whole night and she, and she ain't got no choice but to believe it because I got a sidekick and I'm messenger at any time in the day. Anytime of the day I'm right back. So so then she finally told me like okay cool I got you cleared for um, backstage passes and um, I'll, I'll overnight them I'll FedEx them to you um, I, but I just need an official letter from you, official letter with, with your school's letterhead on it saying what, you, what you've been telling me. So like I said, I t- I'm telling her I'm the president, da 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 da, whole nine. So that's all she needs. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. Like she don't send me. I got the whole message, the whole nine. I'm good. I, so I'm like, okay, Doctor Page. Doctor Page is my advisor. So I talk to him all the time, and I've seen the letterhead in his office. So I go to him and I, I write the whole letter out. I write the letter out exactly what needs to be said. I go to Doctor Page and I say, Doctor Page, look, I need you just to print out um, this letter that I've written. Print it out on your letterhead. So I can send it. I tell them the whole day. I got I got media pass. I'm gonna do a package on the best of both worlds. To it's a concert that's coming. Um, I've talked to the tour manager. She's cleared it. Everything's good. I just need you to put this letter on your letterhead. That's mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. that's what so she said set, she needs. You gonna set the whole situation. You ready to go? Man, it's 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 laid. It's perfectly laid. I got two backstage passes, media passes for the best of both worlds. To Jay Z and R. Kelly, two backstage passes clear the tour manager the lady running the tour already has told me this 
I go to him and tell him that he said, and he says, "Oh yeah, no problem." He says, "Like no problem." I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, I walk out of there on cloud nine because I am about to be up close and personal with Jay Z and R. Kelly. Like I know saying R. Kelly right now it just really sucks, and I probably shouldn't say it, but at the time it was wonderful <laughs> and it was time. great, guys. Yeah, right. At the time, right. this, this, at the time, let's just say this was between yeah. 2004 and 2008. Yeah. yeah, we talking about the when best of both safe. worlds too. So when the first album dropped, all you niggas who hating on R. Kelly, you know, y'all loved them then. So don't don't judge me in twenty twenty one terms. You know, you gotta judge me then. So um I walk out, I'm on cloud nine. And so he says, Come back tomorrow and I'll have it. Oh no, come back later in the day actually, because I'm trying to send this to her ASAP. Come back to it and I can get the letter and I'm gonna go straight over to the media center to uh, uh to scan it and fax it to her. So I come back later on the day. Get the letter. He got it in an envelope looking nice and pretty and everything. I'm like, ooh, Dr. Page, you the man. I appreciate you. <laughs> I get the letter. <laughs> Nigga, I zip over to the media center. I zip. I head straight to the media center. I don't pass. Go. I don't collect $200. I don't talk to nobody. Nothing. <laughs> Go straight to the media center to fax this to this to this lady. And I rip it out of there and I put it on there and I fax it. I fax it. Boom. And I'm done. I'm like, yes. She about to send it to me. We good. Nigga, I, when I tell you, it was like maybe two hours later, I get a I get a message from her saying, "Hey, um, um, basically she's she basically saying she she not gonna send it to me because she no she asked me who's Doctor Page, and I'm like I'm sitting like how does she why does she know about Doctor Page like what I'm like oh that I'm like that's my school advisor she was like okay well um. You know, I can't I can't send you to I can't send you to pass this because what you sent me has Dr. Page and it doesn't have your name on it. I thought you were the president, you know, and so then now I look shifty and, and crazy and I'm like, what are you talking about? And so then I pull the letter out that Dr. Page gave me and I start reading the letter. Nigga, do you know Dr. Page typed up his own letter? <laughs> <laughs> he typed up his own letter. He did. He put nothing, nothing I wrote down. He put it on the letter. He typed up his own letter and said, hello, this is Dr. Page from TSU Communication Department. I'm writing you this letter because uh, for it to have media passes for your concert for two of our students to come and, and cover and film your, uh, your show. I was like, two of the students? Nigga. Oh, he he, 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 got he, he didn't put my... He didn't put my name or nothing in it. He wrote it like he was lining it up. I'm sitting there thinking like, nigga, it was already lined up. I immediately went to Dr. Page's office and I went off on him. I went off on Dr. Page. You went off? Why, why I, you just asked him to make a correction? It was too late. Oh. It was too late. She had she, already she, revoked the Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing was, was like that's that's why she was uh, overnighting it. Because ordinarily, like they already got they, they list already done on each stop they go to. And they just right, communicate right. and they already send it out. She was overnighting mine because... Um, Cause uh, she and she was gonna do it because the marketing manager of the venue that she's performing at called her directly and said, "Hey, you know, I got this guy. She vouched for me and then linked me with her. Yeah, and then but I'm he, talking but he, to he her. He kind of messed the whole voucher. Yeah, he kind of messed up your voucher. Yeah, yeah, because he he put his name on it. Like now he's the one doing it. And I'm like, no, it's like because like the thing is when you get high up in this game in the entertainment business, it's like it's a name. That's why people are like in New York a name drop. It's like people understand names. Like I know this name. Like who's this person? I don't know them. Like okay, never mind. And they yeah. easily say because like with her, she she the tour manager of the Best of Both Worlds tour. She got a lot of stuff she got going on. So once this went down, it was confusion. She like never mind. And, and so then I just end up getting photo passes. 
photo passes, you just go. You can't bring a video camera. You only can bring a, a picture camera. And then with that particular tour, it wasn't no openers. So I could only stay to the first um, section. So I was only in there for like 10 minutes and I had to leave. Damn. In the photo pit. <sighs> Man. Sorry to hear that, man. You know, but it's interesting. Right. Do you think that would have been different if he been a, if he was been a black professor versus a white professor? No, I think I think with Doc, Dr. Page, he worked at TSU for forty years, and he was a professor. He was just a professor. He never moved up. He never became. He was an interim uh, dean for a quick second, and the only reason why because uh, the communication dean got fired. I forgot. I can't remember. I remember that like they got fired, so they was in like TSU was in a bind, and they just needed somebody. He had been there the longest tenure. So he knew how everything needed to go. So he was an interim dean, but then they found a dean and he wasn't a dean no more. He was never an assistant dean or anything. Like he was just a professor. And Dr. Page was very robotic in his in his thing. It was like, this is how it goes and this is how I'm gonna do it. But you know, it's like pros and cons. So remember you and you and you and I, Thomas, we would get the camera and finagle it and keep it out. But we was able to finagle it for so long because Dr. Page don't know how to like if he wanted to be an asshole, he knew, and he was actually a human, he he would have been able to figure out what we were doing. But mm. he didn't. He never figured it out. It took him a minute to figure it out that mm-hmm. oh, that I'm bringing it back, and then I'm I'm calling you on the way over there, Thomas. I'm about to bring the the camera, and then you show up two hours later to check out a camera, mm. Mm. and then you so would we, just keep it and keep it. And I would tell you to keep it, keep it until he just really was like, okay, bring it back, and then you would text me like, okay, I'm on the way to bring it back. Like, okay, cool, and I would show up. A couple, an hour or two right after you brought it back and then check one out. So that's yeah. the way we always had a camera. We all and then we, we wanted the, we wanted a specific camera. camera too. Like we want this one. Like this right, one. right. <laughs> it was because and, and, and that's the thing. Like we like we knew it was there because I knew you just brought it back there. So yeah. I would go in there like yeah, give me that one. You know because they yeah. yeah they had they had some old cameras. They had some new cameras. We always wanted the new camera. Mm. So you know, but he didn't never figure it out because like Dr. Page is one of those people who like, you know, they say common sense. We know common sense ain't common, Yeah. but he don't no, have, a, he just had the books. He just has the book sense. That's it. Mm-hmm. He That's ain't got nothing to common sense. It's interesting because you gave us a, a, a good story and a bad story. I kind of like that you did that, you know, so that gave Lana. Okay. So I gave, I gave you time to prep your story, Lana. So let's, let's see what you story time. It's story time. So what you got for us, Alana? Story, so, HBCU uh, story. I'm going to start, you know, like first from how an HBCU kind of prepared me for like on a professional level. Okay. So being a part of the um, the honors program where excellence is a way of life. Oh, um, ooh, you know, we a way of life. They got their own motto. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't think, work, serve. It was excellence is a way of life. They had to yeah, step it up on us. Excellence is a way of life. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, uh, we did. um Hill. Yeah. We did a lot of Doctor um, Holt. No, you got shout out Doctor uh, no, Holt. Oh, Holt. Yeah. Doctor Holt. Yeah. Shout out to Doctor yeah. Sandra Holt. Holt. Sandra Holt. Yeah, yeah. Sandra Holt. Holt. She is an amazing woman. And when she, you know, finally retired from Tennessee State, I was like, oh, they're gonna struggle to find somebody to, you know, kind of fill her shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, amazing. Everybody called her Doctor Mom. Oh yeah. Because she was just, you know, such a motherly figure oh, yeah. and just yeah. this. I, I wasn't even the in the sweetest person. And I you, even the yeah, and like and people was, who are not I, even. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't even. She loved on me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loved I mean, me. I, I, I was good friends with her son too, though. Love noise, Eric. Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, Love Eric. Noise. I mm-hmm. got good cool with him. Yeah. So I mean, TSU prepared. I mean, you know, we went through vigorous courses on leadership training. Okay. Um. You know, we went to. Uh, we got to travel. We went to conferences like the Thurgood Marshall Conference. Um. In New York. Did y'all travel with uh, uh Dr. William Latham? Yep, with Dr. William Latham. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Um, you know, and he's the one who taught um, us about leadership and, mm-hmm. and excellence and, and things like that. So that when we go out of our little cute little bubble that we're in, you know, being surrounded by people who look like us, you know, when we go out into the real world and we have to compete, he made sure that we were on that level to compete. Like, um, you know, doing mock interviews, doing um, all kinds of different training techniques and things like that. So I'm, I am a very strong interviewer now um because of the things that i you know experienced there at tennessee state university mm. so um so I, I always give you know props to them because they definitely prepared you for for life for life after because a lot of people try to say that you go to hbcu it's not realistic you know everybody in the world is not black yeah you know? I, i've heard that complaint you know, but i'm yeah, like you know, people say uh, i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good out here yeah actually. you know and and I'm, I'm like and i said no don't get it twisted oh they definitely prepare you for the fact that when you get out of here the people that you're mostly going to be compete competing against is not always going to look like you mm. so um so yeah we we got some I mean some vigorous leadership training uh, always reading John C. Maxwell books you know on leadership yep. and you know and things like that it's um it definitely prepared me for the world outside of um, our fun little bubble that we were in but um, other than that on the fun side um, being you know in the communications department and you know doing the radio shows and things like that um, I don't know if you knew Thomas but I was on the morning show with um Sherm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was on his morning show. You know, we got to interview, you know, a lot of different people. Yeah. So, of course, I um, did the interview with, of course, Keisha Cole when she came to campus. Oh, that's why you um, love Keisha Cole so much, huh? Well, she was she was super <laughs> nice in person. You know, she kind of uh-huh, comes uh-huh. off, you know, like kind of bitchy sometimes. Well, the question but, I have is, did she look like, uh, uh, what's her name? K. Michelle. K. Michelle at the time. Did no, she look like this, K. Michelle? This okay. was pre-New Teeth Keisha. Gotcha. So this was still gap full, you know, Keisha. This is... Uh, let me smelling good, though. She be smelling good. Let me juice Keisha. Let me juice Keisha. I met her backstage at the uh, the um, Kanye West concert. It was Keisha Cole, Fantasia, and Kanye. Mm-hmm. I met her backstage. She smelled like heaven. I was like, she smelled, but her attitude still was... like She smelled better than Rihanna, though. She smelled better than Rihanna. Rihanna smelled like uh, uh, another universe. You're so silly. So, yeah. So, you know, getting to do um, that, you know, met, uh, got to interview David Banner, Clifton Powell. You know, these are, you know, people that, you know, are active in the community, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And, you know, and they're taking, you know, time out of their schedule to come to, you know, to Tennessee State University and, you know, help out, you know, these college radio students get our interview skills up and, you know, and things like that. So, it was it was an absolute great and the funnest experience like ever. Yeah. Like when I think about the best times, like forget high school, eh, eh, whatever. I go I go back to Tennessee State every single time. Yeah. The best of times, the worst of times, but really yep. just the best of times. Even my worst of times was still my best of times at Tennessee State. I mean, it was. I mean, I remember yeah. that time. You know, at Hale Hall. You know, we didn't have no hot water for a period of time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the struggle was real. And I was the only one to take. I like I'm. I, that's when I found out nobody else knew about the whole cold shower thing. You don't know how to take cold showers? I was I was taking showers like it wasn't nothing. I was like, oh, I can take cold showers. Man. I mean, no, I, I mean, I still took my shower, but you know, it was just it was, was a struggle. Fresh. I was fresh, yeah. I mean, it was my it skin was, it was, was tight. My skin was tight, but you know, <laughs> I was fresh though. <laughs> but I mean, but that says something. I was at, I'm actually from Nashville, Tennessee, and I rather you know stay on campus and take a cold shower than to just go 20 minutes to Antioch. To that's go right. Home. You could have just went home. I just I thought of, I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah, I could. I should have hit you up. But hey, hey, Lana Boo, listen, <laughs> let's go to your mama house. You know what I'm saying? Up the street. You know what I'm saying? Tell her come mm-hmm. get us. What you doing? Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah, but uh, but no, I, I mean that lot. that's that's how you know much I enjoy just the whole the whole essence and vibe you know of being on campus. I lived on campus all four years. Um, so you know, wow. I really, you know, yeah, you no, did no, better no, than me, Thomas. You, yeah, you were off campus. Oh, you did better than me. I got up out of there, boy. <laughs> yeah, you got up out. But yeah, so yeah. I stayed on campus all four years, and being an in-state student, so you know, that just that just let you know, like I loved it. That's good. That's real good. You know, I, I had a great experience there too. And I won't I won't give a long drawn out story, but I will say that everything that I got to go through, whether it was getting to stay. Uh, in in the honors dorm and not even being mm-hmm. an honor student and not being an honor student <laughs> yeah, was that was a real dorm. slick Thomas oh I had my stuff laid out I was I had it all set up you know what I mean I got to participate selfish. oh man dog yep. no, the selfishness is not even Freddie B don't I don't think Freddie B did you ever see the room I had in a in a uh, honors dorm I remember your room I had the I three person one. room I had the three person room but I was the only person stayed in it Right, he had the big oh, okay. room. I had the room, the three person room, and, and you I had, had the two beds pushed together. Put them together, made the big old king size. <laughs> yep, I showed sure it. Then I had a guest bed on the other side of the room. I had the guest bed on the other side in college. Ain't that yeah, that? right. That job was my job was crazy. I had a computer little nook and my nook for my computer, so I had a little study area. It was it was lit. Oh my, no, I do I do I do remember that because that was the time when uh, when we did Alpha Week and I told the Alphas to come to your room and slide their DVDs under your door to get it to get their copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was. I, I had man, I had a grand old time. All the relationships I made there, all the activities I got to participate in and and help to create, and um, whether it was on Freddie B TV or doing talent shows with the hundred black men, or whether it was marching with the aristocratic bands, or or just any of the stuff we did with fashion, you know, uh, helping James Alderman start Allure modeling, and 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 I participated in so much activity and i made so many connections there that it it life has been uh a, a some amount of my connections they say your net worth your network is your net worth right and your network determines your net worth yes that's what they say but i i come i'm a testament of if you got a strong network you can you really can make some moves in life i'm a big testament of that and then you know being at a black college it really allowed you to be to really blossom and grow because like i said i I didn't have the right vocabulary but people still understood me on campus but if i had to work for anybody at that time i probably would <laughs> probably would have been a little rough but you know what i'm saying but people understood on campus and they knew what i was talking about they knew they knew my passion it, it was a place where i felt the love so i think that you know the closing episode out we, we have to do is we have to make sure that you know we continue to celebrate our HBCUs and celebrate uh, these places where we all got to blossom and, and to become pretty flowers. And uh, I want to continue that by saying to everybody, you know, if you have, if you're going to college, if you're considering college, you get ready to graduate high school, you're listening to our show. We we urge you from uh, to t- the TMF podcast to uh, please consider an HBCU near you. Or not so close to you. Either way, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course, you know we gonna all gonna represent Tennessee State on here because it's TSU Tennessee right now. Tennessee State. If you want to go to a good college, go to TSU. I'm just gonna say, just let me just tell you, you can get Tennessee State is set up in a way that if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So I think that if you go there, you you'll be set up to be pretty much be anywhere. Look at Oprah. That's all I'm gonna say. Look at Oprah. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, listen, we have too many feelings, but we had some good feelings about it. I felt the vibes. Mm-hmm. 
this felt good this felt real good I'm, I'm so glad i got to do this episode with you if you listen to us and you want to send us a message our handles are in the description below please do so and let us know how you feel about hbcus this has been a good one i've been here with shemaine man francisco b and <laughs> Alana Boo. There you go. Boo ya. And hey, I don't even know Spanish. But look, I'm yours truly, <laughs> T Staples. And make sure you catch us next time when we have too many feelings. Peace. Vanderbilt Health, we know it's one thing to know the pulse of our patients. It's another to know the pulse of an entire community. For years, Vanderbilt Health has been a part of Rutherford County, caring for children and adults with treatments, technologies, and services that only we can offer. It's care that's provided by over 1,500 of our employees who call Rutherford County home. We're making health care personal. The unstoppable spirit lives inside all of us. For Matt and Lisa Kuhn, it's fueled by family. Working together to make vehicles more useful for their community, they've become leaders in last mile transportation. That's why First Horizon is proud to celebrate unstoppable spirits like Matt and Lisa. From the first stop to the final destination, we use our understanding to keep our clients headed towards success. Visit firsthorizon.com unstoppable to learn how unstoppable starts here.